HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Can you dig it? We're back straight out of Bushwick with a special hip-hop edition of Arts and Seizures. It's Mike Duke Edison sitting here with Pete Count Zaremba. Where <laughs> am I? <laughs> it's like a dream, I eh? I see you. We're, I'm yeah. here. You know what? I, it's like we never left, Mike. <laughs> that's, that storm, right? That took us all by surprise. We just left here the last time you took me into Roberta's Bakery. <laughs> yeah. well, that, right? I that's got that, right. I bought a loaf of bread there. That's some storm bread. That's, that bread lasted us through the storm. It was, it was delicious. Dude, that Roberta's bread, you could take it on a Conestoga wagon. You could be in California. It'd still be that, good. That bread uh, was so good, Mike. But you know what? It was, it was a little pricey. I didn't know whether to eat it or invest it. <laughs> first time. Um, invest. Hey, first time. Right? Hey, Hey, yo, Maspeth, first time in the big city. Uh, You know, I'm getting around. Around, yeah. Well, we, we, I think we've got a... And what about that party you went to, you invited oh, us to? Oh, the Heritage Radio Holiday Party? The Heritage the holiday Radio were, were Holiday Hosts. Hootenanny. I, I, I understand. Hold well, down. What was the spread there? What was the spread like? It was at, uh, uh, our friends at Brooklyn Kitchen uh, hosted the event, oh, and there was like a pulled uh, pork. It was like a pork shoulder that had been like, cooking for like, you know, days, weeks, months, eons, light years. Big it, it, grits. It was, you know, slow and slow, yeah. and on, on grits polenta that um, that young woman had stirred like with, with basically like, <laughs> like something you would row a canoe with in this giant, <laughs> you know, pot that looked like it was straight out of Macbeth. She had been stirring it with butter and salt for hours, and I mean, it, w- it was just just and know, then we this get, creamy polenta with all the pork on, to- on top of it, and over our friends at Brooklyn and more Kitchen. bread from Roberta's. And, more, and, and our friends and then, at Roberta's, of and, course. Okay, then we survived the storm. We survived the storm. Apparently, though, our executive director, I gave her her Christmas doobie. And apparently, Allison, apparently uh, um, <laughs> she woke up in a, in, a, in a pool of 
potato chips. I guess it was some, some, <laughs> some good stuff. I've heard yeah. about that, right? The, guy, the guys here, they've heard of it, too. It's guacamole yeah. for me. Okay. You know, it's guacamole to me, Gu- too. <laughs> I don't, and Mike, and then we had our summit that we survived the storm. Our, our summit at Bamante's Restaurant, the Zaremba Edison uh, Summit with uh, – <laughs> I'm telling you, that waiter was not Italian. I think he was putting a song. I tell you, right? he spoke Italian like a native, Everybody, a native of Borneo. But he got, you know what? I, I keep saying, <laughs> I keep saying, okay, this is a red sauce joint, red sauce joint, red sauce joint. I look at the menu, it bam, I don't order red sauce. I tell you, it was. I lose, I lose. After, after, after that cauldron of vodka that stood in for the martini. Which I could have stirred also with like an oar from like a canoe. That, that was some. That was some martini. Yeah, it was like a good, a good count. That was like a, you, a good count. A good, <laughs> All right, but they got they got us on. They, you know what? <laughs> the waiter got us on that supersized hot antipasti. Right, I Very mean, time. come on, we get we paid dearly for that that, that <laughs> clam oregano yeah, that, that, each. That, that he upsold you know? us on a clam. He did. He, he upsold <laughs> us, right? He definitely he took advantage of us. He looked. We looked like we were from who knows from where. Maspeth. From not from Maspeth <laughs> or something. I don't know. So we got to find out what that word is for menu, the, dude. He, it's not a word. I'm telling you, the guy was not speaking Italian. It was just some gibberish he was throwing for the marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what do we got guys, here? Guys, we got we got our, our what's good, going on? Our, here? We got our good friends, the Gray Sky Appeal. Hello, thank you guys. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. There you go. Um, we got Zeke and John here from Gray Sky Appeal. And we have, um, a, we have a, and I wanted to use my Joe Franklin voice. They are very big. They are bigger than big. They are big, 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 big. How hey, big we appreciate they, that, they, man. They we the, appreciate that. They are that. at the forefront. They're gonna. They do guys. They have. They play gigs. I believe it's called <laughs> in, the, in, in the business. They play the rap music. Are they busting rhymes? They're, 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 they're busting rhymes. They're around here. Some we're, beats. we're busting rhymes. We're dude, making beats. They're making beats. Dude, these, uh, guys, these guys throw it hard. I want to say John was a, a former bartender here at Roberta's. Took very good care of us. Yeah, uh, man. Back in the old Mike and, and Judy days, took good care of us. And see, bartender from Roberta's now a star here on Arts and Seizures. It's it's with, truly an honor. Dreams can come true. This is nice. You see, dreams nice. dreams are made here. Just like you, Rambo. Just just a just a poor boy just in Massbeth dreaming wandering. Of, Dreaming of working out behind a pizza joint. W- wandered over the. Uh, it all Grand started. Act. It all started at a pizza joint. You yeah. know. I wandered it over the Grand does. Street Bridge. That's, and all the dream, that's all the way. All dreams always start like that. Well, Zarambo, you're you're OG. I mean, like we were talking about this before, you were the MTV guy. You uh, you made hip hop mainstream. Well, let's just say, let's just say. <laughs> I mean. As usual, I was there. Um, <laughs> we did have we did have the, the, the NWA. Zelig, the the Zelig of the entertainment industry. We, we uh, first time on national TV was probably the cutting edge on MTV, and uh, yeah, oh definitely. And I was and everyone's like, what the, what this is rap music? We, we said okay. What was the overall reaction from people uh, that you worked with? Positive. Like, Although positive. they were befuddled. Yeah, they were befuddled. and they're a little scared because the, the those guys came on very uh, hard and heavy. Uh, in those days, that was already like the late eighties already when yes, NWA maybe, came maybe. out. I gotta tell you, like I was like post Public Enemy, right? NWA. Well, uh, so um, it took a while for it to penetrate the West Coast. Yeah, and then Two Live Crew, like famously Nancy Reagan, had stomped on their tapes, and you know the parental advisory <laughs> sticker was coming out during that era of yeah. music. So it was, it was for me as a young, I was very young when that happened. So. I remember this reaction of like adults and sort of being taken away from this. Like you can't listen to this as a kid, which intrigued, obviously intrigued me even more. Like right. what is well, this thing? That's why it's good. Well, yeah. it's good to have that, uh, like the PMRC, was it those old gore? ladies, she was, you know, you know yeah. and that stupid sticker, good. you know, did, you know, and what was the result of it? The most, after they did that, the most filthy records ever known, you know, to man were foisted on a, on a listing public. We I mean, records just got filthier yeah, after that. It just shit. backfired. It just we backfired. have to put those on your book, Mike. 
You know, I'm going to talk to your publisher. Put it's those a- stickers on your book. Hmm. That way, that you know what I'm saying? Rated, I R, you, rated you, R for Righteous Daddy-O. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of has that. I mean, it's kind of died out, right? Because there's no... I mean, does iTunes do uh, advisory sticker? I don't even know. I, I feel like... It says explicit on there. If you look on the iTunes, it says explicit. Yeah. Like, who the fuck cares? No in, one pays In a world mind. where yeah. I can push a button, you know, you know, and, you know There's watch, much worse. Watch, watch people ask fucking in a trailer for free. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not really too worried about someone spitting some blue lyrics. Exactly. He goes, he goes blue, Miles. We work blue. We, we <laughs> go. works blue. I'm, There's I'm, not really that. You like, guys are going to keep it clean, though, right? Yeah. Really? Nah, yeah. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't, why don't we just let's let's get let's get down to it. When you guys, uh, you want you want yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to bust some rhymes here? Yeah. And uh, absolutely. Okay. Well, then bust some rhymes. I love it when, when Zerubba Zer- uh, sounds hip. I this sounds is a title track off our first record. Just Gray Sky Appeal. All right. Another day in paradise, spent upon a sinking ship, breathing in the air like hope to catch a bigger fish. Every shade of black, implanted in a cumulus, navigated fat, fully function as a lunatic. Salt in the cut, pain is impunitive. Odd how I fuck, fetish for ruining a good thing going. Those tuning in, welcome to the program. Grown man losing it, live life simple, frozen in a cold land. Dance to the dismal, techno color slow jam, shoestring tape, two soup cans for the ears of the people. That might understand Attracted to the dark side Dirt on my hand Magnet for hard time Curse where I stand Enticed by the taste Hoping to cram A few bites in my face For a crack in the scam Lure in the sewer Stay shining in shit Break another lock Pump potent as a fit Poison on the rocks Celebrated grit Toasting to the plot Reason to exist At the bottom when the top Would take a rocket ship Empty pocket walking Not a dollar for a whip Waiting at the bus stop Smile on on my lips, no matter what pops, ready, ready and equipped. Great. Yo, it sounds so nice. What up, Brooklyn? Gray sky pill. Yo. A long clock buzzing, another day in paradise Paradox, parachute, parachutes, parasite Paralyzed pain, not think about the outcome Blue lights coming, thinking I can outrun Out of town bound, jumping trains like slumming Ever since a young imposter's radio drumming Cactus stains, ketchup jacket stains Another day in paradise, practice pain Last in, first out, rock the soles of my boot loose Broken bag, month last, one G, deuce, deuce Poverty straight through your area code That's that great sky appearance Barbarian mode Let the story unfold All I see is darkness I slept with the devils Blamed and slayed The angel carcass But what goes around Ends up In the wishing well Drowning in dead luck Another day in paradise Wake up wondering Is it coming I need anything Something splash my face With a cold blast Drink a glass of water And leave Only play the low post Till the others believe Might say he has a card That's a slug up his sleeve Lights on sale Shine getting nothing for free Paradise Living the best But expect the worst only way I get up is if I'm knocked down first knocked down first only way I'll get up if I'm knocked down first gray yeah we gray yeah we gray what up Tosh gray Scott Pill 
All of them gone. All right, Chris Capil right here on Arts and Seizures. Throwing it down live, man. That was that was all right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen. I don't know what I don't know what it must seem like. It's sort of a different. You guys were saying you came sort of from the era where you saw hip hop emerge out of New York City. Well, I got a radio, John. I mean, like you know, well, I've heard I've heard Eminem. Well, no, well, I'm saying I'm pre- previous previous to that, <laughs> where know, like you know, the Chronic. Is that, well, I will say this one I got thing: that one. Eminem, yeah. Eminem. I think sort of is sort of maybe as like a white guy coming out of the uh, the suburbs, you'd say uh, that. But was very deeply involved in hip hop before he emerged. I think that it was very interesting to all of a sudden have sort of a perspective that maybe you could relate to or like see like already watching local guys do it, already watching local guys make this music and be like, wow, local guys can do this. But then seeing someone that's like, oh, wait, I, I'm allowed to do this as well. Like I can do something that's and be right. involved in the culture. John, John say, John's right. Mike, I think I, Mike. Watched, I think I watched kind of like an ebb and flow, you know, when it started out. The first. Rap records that that we, that we heard were definitely like Run DMC. It's like that. Their first single. I didn't. It was nineteen eighty three. It was that summer man. I had this, well, I had it was like, like, like I had this apartment. Well, I mean, Curtis I mean, well, well, rappers, I rappers mean, delight and a few things like were out there. But Blow the first one that was like was I felt like I was contemporary with it. I was like vibrating at the same thing. I mean, Rapper's Delight was out and a few other things I, I had heard. But that summer, walking down Third Street, the Hell's Angels block, I had yeah. my first real apartment like in New York City. And you just could not, all you ever heard was the message and the first Run DMC single. And it was yeah. brutal. You know, both those songs were yeah, brutal. Man, but the Run DMC great. song was just this drum machine. I mean, there was no, like, guitars. There was no mixing on it. There were no samples on it. It was just this, like, mi- minimalist, monolithic, like, like power, you well, know, it was to the, it. They were Very street, you know? Not smooth at all. But, but in a way, it was also making people dance, and it was this interesting dynamic of them talking about maybe what would be considered negative things happening in the city at the time to this sort of upbeat, like, up-tempo thing where people were actually celebrating the fact that they were living those lives, you know? Like, it was uh, it was almost a celebration of storytelling of what people were going through. Stuff is great. Well, I, I thought the message was, like, you know, the greatest song I ever heard about New York City, and it was definitely, it wasn't my reality, necessarily, but you Are look you around, sure, but you look around in 1983, I mean, should I have gun pointed at my head one night, just just walking down the street on 12th Street and, you know, you know, Alphabet City Drug Quarter, just waiting for someone to come down and, Luckily, you know, you didn't turn around and see it was me. me. You know, guys, like, like, standing there, like, pointing a shotgun at my fucking and he's like, hey, man, I'm doing business here. And that was the reality back then. And he realized, you know, I'm just a white boy going to see my other, you know, college buddy. Sure. You know, I mean, we, we weren't a threat, but he was like, man, you can't be standing here. Yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a different reality then. No, it was. You're right. I think the music made people universally feel good, even though it had real content. But just like what John said, it was it was party music in a way, and it just of course made, it was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Then white, when White Lines came out, I mean, that was like one of the great party songs of all time. Even though the message was definitely anti-drug, I'd be standing in the Roxy smoking angel dust while the guy was singing "Don't Do It." Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's really funny. I see. I mean, you, the history of that song is he was actually doing White Lines when he wrote that that song, and. I mean, I think the interesting thing about hip hop is I think that it's like any other. There's been this sort of alienation where like you can't listen to it unless you're from that lifestyle. But we don't apply that to any other musical form. Just because I'm not from the deep south and didn't grow up like going to blues shacks, that doesn't mean I have like I don't have the same appreciation for someone telling their story. You know, I'm going to apply that rule though to reggae, okay, and the Clash. Sure. 
And I say no more, Michael. That's it. That's it. I agree with you. I I apply that rule to playing reggae. You You don't have to say any more. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the the question whether white guys can play the blues is, yeah, sure, of course they can. Just just, not very well. No, it just sounds different because, and I posit Frank Sinatra, Hank Williams, Mick Jagger, Van Morrison, Dr. John. Sinatra. uh, You know. Well, it's not true. You don't yeah. care. I, I call that the blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the blues around. Uh, it makes me blue, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, no one cares. The wee wee hours. I mean, you know. I like Elvis, personally. El- Actually, I Elvis love Elvis. Presley and. You do? Of course. Some people don't. Some people don't. Well, we you know, I mean, million, Chuck D is still. plates up on the wall. Chuck D is still singing that fucking line. You know, Elvis was a racist. Most sucker was racist. You know, the whole bit in power. Um, fight the power. And someone like, I know he, he apologized at some point. Some explainers like, Elvis is no racist. Elvis loved you know, black people. That's who he learned how to sing from. Yeah. He wasn't like co-opting something. He wasn't like one of these like you know Jews like Morris Levy or something. It was like really now, wait a you know out, yeah. out out there like you know you know he wasn't signed. Morris Levy was one of the nicest men yeah. I've ever met. Never signed a contract with him. I never. Your signed manager, it. your manager, standing right behind you I, today, by the way. Which I, I, I met Morris on several occasions, but uh, but um, but he was, but you know, he was no thug, Elvis. I mean, nah, there's a famous story in the '50s. The first time he went to Elvis before he you know was blown up. You know, he saw he went to see Fats Domino and he went up to Fats Domino and he gave him a big hug and all these people took pictures and Colonel Tom said uh-uh and he, and he said you can't print that it will ruin his career mm. you, know, hu- you know you know, embracing you know an African American you know yeah, entertainer I mean, Elvis learned at the feet of like great blues musicians in yeah. Mississippi those were his friends well I think that he's just the spokesperson for you know for that for, for representing what has happened over and over again which is people imitating musicians imitating uh, stuff that black musicians did and then gaining fame and sort of giving no credit yeah. to where it's due so I, maybe he wasn't uh, per se a racist but I think the behind his image and what he stands for is the real is the issue that probably Chuck D had an, a problem with I, I, think, I think it's sadly for, for a group of guys that like are so you know on the politically on the cutting edge and um, I mean listen in 1988 when it takes a nation of millions, uh, can't came out the public enemy second record, which is like to me the greatest record of that decade and maybe any fucking. I got decade. chills watching. Dude, videos they were RMC like, five. I mean, that yeah, was like it was so, it was so you know, and I mean it was so much noisier than you know, than Sonic Youth, and it was so much cacophonous than like you know white avant garde post punk music. It was so dry. Sure, was it was like, but I hate to say, it, but, but, but you know, and then like, you know, there was and, a lot going on. Was, I saw them at, at the Academy. They did a famous show at the Academy uh, about the time when Mike Tyson was first coming up. And so it was a very exciting show because Tyson was at that show. And, uh, you know, they gave, they, they did a shout out to Tyson in the audience and everything. And it was, it was, it, you know, once they got the thing going and, that, you know, the beats were, were great, the rhyming was great. They did a little dancing. No, it was the greatest gimmick of all had, time. You know, the they had the guys man, yeah, the pretending guy. to be soldiers on the stage. Yeah, man. That was well, cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, it was, it was, it was uh, a little scary and funny was, at the same time because right. they had the hype man. Well, it's great. You know? Well, it's funny because, like, what is – it was necessary at that moment in time in the United States to have maybe some music that was a little scary to people. That was of course. bringing these things that most people weren't thinking about in the middle of the country or didn't right. even realize were happening. Right. So I mean, we're there now. Everything is so everything is so PC, yeah. and there's no no one's really making people scared. And today. no one's shocked we, anyway. Right now, we're it was dynamite, right now. and you could dance to it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, a lot I, of people. Oh, well, you know, I get back to Chuck D throwing that shit about Elvis, though. I mean, there's some like serious yeah. misinformation on those records. You a lot of, that come alone. on, come on, Griffin. A lot of anti-Semitism. There's a lot of like, oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a dark oh, yeah. side to that shit. And you know, you know I got to tell you, when Welcome to the Terror Dome came out, which was their follow-up, that was the first single from the next record after that. I mean, we waited for it. I mean, it was like it's coming out Tuesday, and it was like Saturday, and we were getting excited, you know, because it was it was like an event record, a thing yeah. that doesn't even happen anymore. Oh, it doesn't. You know, and we went, and I went up to 125th Street to the store. I knew that would happen. I bought the 12-inch, and we just sat around listening to Welcome to the Terror Dome. I mean, that's a fucking hardcore mix. It was just like so hard, but unfortunately, you know, I think Professor Griff is back with the guys, right? That's a, that's a dark side to public enemy. Well, there's been. Hey, look, I, I mean, gotta say, a, listen, a, as, as one of the so-called frozen chosen, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to uh, countenance that bullshit, frankly. Well, I mean, I think when you receive, it's very hard to like push your message of uh, of of positivity and and betterment of your people when you're being negative towards another group of people it, it sort of turns people away from what maybe you're trying to the message you're trying to send instead of bringing them in i agree with that uh, unity yo i don't know i don't know mike unity peace <laughs> love and having fun you know, well, you know what? we have a walk-in guest here <laughs> Miles Miles Barkin, who who was there, he managed the Flesh Tones through a very crucial periods. I got to say, we're still friends. He just, who was president at the time? Was that Carter? Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> he just blew in from Santa Monica, so we got we got a little thing going down here. We got the East Coast and the West Coast. Right, right. So, so right. So, I don't want to see any anyone popping any caps in here. Well, I don't want to dig any slugs out of the slugs out of the walls. You know, there's a real funny thing that goes into that whole idea of how that was marketed, and that was at the beginning of sort of hip hop really generating a lot of cash flow in the industry. Is when I they, like that idea. So they developed sort of this rivalry between people where it got pretty dangerous, and that it was coming straight from. The media. Feud sell tickets, dude. Of course. I oh, mean, yeah. it's, it goes back to it's like it's like fight promoting. If you can create a rivalry between two people, then I you like can that. then you can promote both of their records at the same time sure. in a manner of a rival. And and you have you create fans on both sides. You create people that are rooting for these individuals based on what their character, their music, uh, whatever. So yeah. no, the truth was it was good for the music too because it was pushing people to the next edge. But I do, you know, when Public Enemy came out, I want to bring this back. Even going back to to the message and, and Grandmaster Flash and, and and the Soul Sound Force and all these things that I was listening to, you know, in the early to the mid eighties, right? You know, up to the late eighties, it definitely split camps though among punk rockers. Right. You know, and I, I, I was on it, the side of the of the hip hop. Good, you're OG, Rambo. You got you whatever. Got, you got, I don't. You got, know. I like you got street cred. I like. I was too. Man. I like the hip hop. How could you not? But like, it was, you were, it was growing up here. It was real. When it was you were us, doing, it was all the time. when you were doing though, like you know, you were laying it down with the raunch hands. Like you weren't worried. Those guys did not you, like it though. But you weren't, that was a weird thing. We you played weren't worried Charles about like Brown any the, drive-by action from the optic nerve or the head, headless <laughs> horseman or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? some of those thugs that hung out of the yeah, dive. Yeah, right. So we'll drive by, <laughs> you know, with you and Chandler. You know, I, I mean, but I'll tell you what, the guys in the in the, in the ranch hands, the band, you know, for all all the great black music that we embraced and played, and you know, uh, those guys hated hip hop. Well, they preferred it when the old black guys were dead or at least seventy years old. And, and a lot of people old. that we know would embrace like, oh, this is the black music we like. Little Richard and you know Ray, Ray Charles and the black music they didn't like, which was definitely Public Enemy and Ornette Coleman. Okay, but it was definitely and Bob Marley, which somehow you know was like uncool because it was like hippie thing. But I'll tell you what, I'm just going to go out and say it right now, I don't like people who don't like Bob Marley. Fuck them. They don't get it. He was a soul man. I don't, you know, this is not some like hippie, I don't know. hippie, gonna, okay. hippie gonna, flinging we hippie see shit. Some... This is like, this is like, no, it's a guy who's about unity. No, and he like was a about unity. Message and like an amazing performer. Who doesn't like Bob 
I think it goes people in, I don't like. The, in, the, it's the it's the instrument thing. It's the when you have musicians, it's to them it seemed very. I mean, I can understand too. At the time, it was very much a promoted thing, and they were finding ways to make money, and it seemed very gimmicky. And there was sort of this thing of like real musicianship, and whether or not these guys were classified as real musicians, oh, like what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn so, so I think at the time it was like. Sort of these musicians looked at these guys as you're coming in and sort of infringing on our territory as musicians, and you're taking over when you're when you're sampling our music, and you're you're just making this stuff on drum machines that no one really understood at the time. Uh, well, it was like you know, listen, the avant-garde is always, which I consider hip hop to have been like when it started up in the Bronx. It was like a real uh, avant-garde. It took a while for the mainstream to co-op. I mean, obviously, the second Pepsi realized they could sell some sugar water, you know, with a few beats, that's that was the beginning of the end, right there. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same thing with rock and roll too, because they weren't going to put like you know, you know, you know, a screaming black that was sexual, the beginning like of Little the Richard end, or, we've, or managed, Rumba we've managed to draw TV. that end out quite a quite a while. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah, and I guess still doing it. There he is. Straight yo, out of Massmouth, everybody. Straight out of Massmouth. Hey, well, I, think we should, I think we should lighten it up a little bit. We should throw what it up. What do you mean, lighten it up? Yo, yo, I heard John was a bartender. <laughs> I was, yeah, absolutely. I'm still a bartender. <laughs> you doing your chat? Yeah, yeah, yo. Kick me an old school beat. You ready, Zaramba? Come on. Give me an old school beat. We're going super old school. I'm going back. I'm going way back. We're going old school. Uh-oh. Way to, back. To, uh, uh, he's being transformed. <laughs> he's, he's going so way back. Mike Edison. Duke Edison. Hey, hey, now he's wearing like a, a an animal fur. He's going so All right, far. Kick back. it, y'all. Say, man. Yo, what's that, boy? I want to tell you about your girlfriend. Yeah, what about my girl? Uh, you don't look strong enough to take the I'm message. Strong right? enough. It might hurt your feelings. Yeah, well, my feelings already hurt by being here with you. Well, I was walking down the street with your girl the other day. Yeah. And the wind was blowing real hard. Yeah, that right? Yeah, and the wind blew her hair into my face. Uh-huh. And, you know You know what else happened? No, B, what happened? Well, then the wind blew her hair into her face. Yeah. Well, then we went a little further. Are you sure you want to hear the rest of this? Well, we're here now. Might as well. Well, then the wind blew her hair into the street. <laughs> Well, since you told me about my girl, I'm going to tell you about yours. Well, yeah. I was walking down the street with your girl. Yeah. I took her home for a drink, you know. Uh, you took her home? Just for a drink. Uh, and then what happened? Well, she was Just so, for a drink? Just for a drink, but she was so ugly, she had to sneak up on the glass just to get a drink of water. <laughs> well, you got some nerve to call somebody ugly, Mike. Well, you're so ugly, the stalk that brought you into the world ought to be arrested. Well, that's all right. My mama didn't have to put a sheet over my head so she could slip up on me. <laughs> hey, look at there. What? What's that? Where are you from, Mike? South America. I, where's that? South America. Are you sure it's not South Jersey? <laughs> I know who you are, man. Who am I? You're that thing I throw peanuts at at the circus, yo. Now, wait a minute, Mike. You look like you've been hit with an ugly stick. Oh, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and the beat goes on. All right, Arts and Seizures. We're here with Great Sky Appeal. Oh, man. That's, that, that's that classic battle material right there. It's the dozens. That, that's it. Eminem built a whole movie out of material yeah, like that. Yeah, that competition, that competitive spirit of hip hop, and the sort of the, the sport of outdoing the next man. I guess I love Eminem. He, I mean, yeah, he's an angry young man. I think for me, I think that was sort of a stepping stone for me, and then finding these other other. One thing I just wanted to touch on is this: the, the great coming up. We talked about sort of the old era, but like when we were coming up in the '90s and early 2000s, there was this resurgence of independent hip hop in New York and Boston, right. specifically where we were. Put out some of the greatest artists Who? and, and uh, acrobatic Mr. Lift. Lay them down. Uh, Tell us. Uh, Rex. Edon, Rex, uh, 
All these guys, Brick Records was doing Slam. like amazing. My hand goes up. My hand goes up here for Boston because I always say that Boston okay. is the hidden rock and roll capital of America. I think it was. Oh, I think it, it was. Uh, it's changed quite a bit. It's changed, it but since it's Aerosmith and the Jay Giles, no, man. I'm not. To hell with those guys. <laughs> I'm talking about real, like really boiled down tough rock there and roll. A, you know, there you're was right. a great amount of um, and hip hop venues. There was right. a ton of venues and a ton of young kids. That were into going to shows, so it was the perfect. Sort and Boston of is like like one of the most segregated cities like in the it fucking is. country. Yeah, Absolutely. it's a college town, so people come and go. So there's waves, and and They're it is good and going. it's bad. Yeah, just like any city, I guess. But Boston specifically. But Boston had the music. I, I, I I've you know, seen him come. And what I've you're seen him go. About the hip hop yeah. thing. And Zaremba's uh, still standing. I'm barely. Still there, right? Rock and roll, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're, draw, we're drawing out that end. We're going to no. see if it can last like four four decades more. <laughs> it can. Well, as well, you know, you're about to celebrate the 40th anniversary. Of the flesh tones. We I saw, are. I saw it on my mojo wire. It came across. It's incredible, man. Four, four, unbelievable, right? If I had known. All the same, you have all the same people in your band. Two of us. But uh, we got the new guy, the drummer. He joined in 1980. Wow. Yeah, that's so, a new guy. So the, we've been. That's when I was born, yeah. 1980. Oh, man. Then, you Seven know. years, I think, we've been together as a group at this point. Yeah. So That's dynamite. It goes through. I mean, it's definitely a relationship. It's like having you go through a lot of growth. And when you're working with the same people on music over a long period of time. It, it could either work that way or with the flesh tones. It's actually retarded our growth. So that we we're kind of right. My, Miles Barkin is here. He was he was there. You're backing it up. I guess it depends on who you ask. It's for true. Us. It's just true. <laughs> yeah, you, know? true. you guys are growing, though. I like well, to see that. Well, if you ask me, an unashamed uh, you know, plug for the Flesh Tones, definitely one of the great American oh, rock and roll bands. And, and uh, you know, an offer, offer, a plug for uh, uh, the book Joe Bonomo wrote about the Flesh Tones. Sweat. Fantastic book. America's and, Garage Band. And you guys cool. got a book written about you? By, yeah. by, Not yet, no. You got to get that book. Mike, well, he writes the books himself. That <laughs> way he gets the books written about him. <laughs> I think that's, we got to. Uh, that's smart. great. That's yeah. cool. It's sort of an interesting story. I think at some point someone will tell the story of sort of the independent uh, hip-hop scene that has grown out of the Northeast and, and uh, the West Coast and continues to thrive. I think there's a sort of a DIY underground thing that's been happening for, for a good 20 years. Yeah. Stories got to get told. Oh, and always, always, a, yeah. you know, the double-edged sword. I mean, it's amazing that people have access and can do it. Can make a, you know, you can make a record in the box. They say, listen, studios are expensive, you know, and, and they're difficult to use, and you know, you need drums. <laughs> they're, they're, they're difficult. Well, to no, use. I mean, if you're like one guy, you want to make Liz, a record, you, you need to get five guys, and you know, and like, like record well. Listen, Liz is laughing. Yeah, digital your recording studios. session go this weekend, Liz. I mean, digital recording changed everything it for did. everyone. It, it changed it, everything. It, it, cha- it made. And made talented people be able to do things without a record label telling them they can or can't do it. And it also made untalented people be able to oh, do yeah. things without Very being true. told. Very true. Yeah. You know what it was like? That's called democracy. It was like that that Star Trek episode where that alien dude he soups up he soups up the Enterprise, and they're saying, "Oh, it can't do that." Whatever warp, whatever. Nonsense. He's always and that the, it was very cool. He was a Scott white guy, always, but he was he was an alien from another galaxy. But he was white, and he goes. Watch this, and he pressed some button, and they go into like some hyper thing. That's what they did to the, the dudes in the studios. You know, like, well, you know it's like, uh, oh, you can't. I believe do that, that was Hank Shockley in real life who pushed that button. Right? I I was in audio production school yeah. at the cusp of oh, the change, man, and you decided. So that, well, so it's funny they had us learning on these SSL boards yeah. that were like, you know, we were doing everything to DAT and 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 all of a sudden Pro Tools came in. Don't you hate DATs? Who I hates mean, DATs? <laughs> I hate him. I hate that. 
at this point, I think it's, you know... It's, 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 right, it's a uh, All right, point. We're, we're going back to Mon. We're bringing it Miles, back to tape. The As age of always, death. Mr. Zaremba, Count Zaremba, and Grace Scott, Peel, John and Zeke, and Miles, and Liz in the booth. It's John been the Zeke? fastest half hour on wait, 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 the internet today. Don't tell me. We're going out. We're going out. Grace Sky, Peel. I'll put on my Joel Franklin voice for one yet. more second. Wait a second. You guys have any gigs You can't go yet. It's it's done. We We're out. We're gone. Wait, but My- Miles didn't tell us what we'll was going stay. on in Santa Monica. What, what type of beats are, are going? So, something to look forward to. He's going to tell us the greatest got, story ever. We got the Super Bowl coming up. Oh, the okay. Super Bowl. Judy McGuire's coming back for Valentine's Day. The Super Day. Bowl, really? Yeah, nice. sorts of shit coming up. But we're going out with Grace Sky Appeal. You guys doing any local appearances? Any appearances? Yeah, tell, where, tell where, where, where are these beats going? Where are we going to these beats? We're at we're at Trans Picos February twenty third, and then we're doing something in Pittsburgh April. We're in Pittsburgh. Spirit Lodge. Is the name of the spot that we're playing at in Pittsburgh? It's a rumble keeping it real. That's for John. Oh, That's right. bartender. Oh, right. John and Zeke, Grace Scott, like thanks, thanks to Liz Thanks to everybody out there in Radio Land. That's to my props, our sponsor, but... Roberta's. Please remember, we remember supporting. Push a button, give some money. Maybe these guys will come over and play your kids' bar mitzvah. When, when does the show begin, Mike? Well, so, I'm waiting right? for the show. Has it begun right. yet? Yeah. Yo, here we go. See you next week. So to wake us all, I give it all I tried. Now, come on. I said, come on. I said, come on. I said, come on. Now, let's go. Even if I got to break a soul to wake us all. I give it all I tried. Now come on. Screen the wake and sleep it. It'll probably make it beat. This is going to waste come my on. time. Now let's come. Go. A great one said, Don't ever let the pan start dripping. Dead womb, stomach, but a lot kicking. Lies different since hip hop switch. Can you, can you, you're not reassemble the click? The click walks in, fuck sound check. We take the room back. Slay shows, OGs, recognize boom bap. Styles raw, watch me spit a solid water rest. Riots in the street when they hypnotize a hooligans. Slit tie the lunatics, rummage in the black plague, stomach in the unborn, creeping on the last days. New world order in a slaughtering house. Noah's sheep is a wolf by the froth in his mouth, the black in his eyes, something else pumping his blood. Pillage a village, real to real, summoned by slugs. Talking magic just to find it was hoax. The gray is on point, the sun dial is spoke. Yo, even if I gotta break a soul to wake us all, I give it all I tried. Now come on, scream the wake to sleep it. It'll probably I make said, the beat this is going to say waste my time. time. Even if I gotta break a soul to wake us all, I give it all I try. Now come on, scream the wake and sleep it. It'll probably make the beat just as long as they don't waste my time. Now let's go. Yo, contusion, black and blue, elude illusions that I knew. Crack a brew for all the bruises. Practice proving that my truth, hematobin. Bleed meaning even if the reason stay. Deeper cut, coagulate. Rip the scab and agitate. Infected by the razor blade. Said he knew the consequence. Occam in a document. Need it more than oxygen. Rule the thumb hypothesis. Principle of honestness. Picture how I stitch it like a doctor in the offices. Ticking clock. Pick your pocket. Stolen sign. Watching it. Burn and proof. Learn them. Oops. Better switch the topic quick. Searching for the ominous. Long stop arguing. Sleep a wasting day. Undercover not accomplishing. Who am I to judge? Flooded with a toxic mix. Bottle for the sud. Probably should have bought a lotto pick. This is how it was. Well wishing for tomorrow. Get closer to the coffin. Each moment as a monument. Even if I gotta break a soul to wake us all. I give it all I tried. Now come on, scream the wake and sleep it. It'll probably I make say, it come on. as long as I they don't waste my time. Now let's come. Even if I gotta break a soul to wake us all, I give it all I try. I say, come on, scream the wake and sleep it. It'll probably make it as long as they don't waste my time. Now let's come. As long as they don't waste my time. Yum. As long as they don't waste my time. Let's go.
Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.